0: will be those that you will find beneficial as you start and scale your business from branding and social media experts to mindset coaches and PR and marketing. There will also be solo episodes from me discussing a variety of topics from sourcing to maximizing the profit in your business. Am joined by serial entrepreneur Haley Southwood, founder of Southwood Social, Southwood Living, which is a lifestyle interior e-commerce business. And Hailey has recently created a beautiful event space that can be hired in the Norfolk area as well. But Hayley, thank you very much for joining me today. You are a very busy woman with lots of businesses. Can you share your background with us?
1: Yeah so thank you Thursday. thank you for inviting me. I feel so honored to be here. It's lovely to have a chat with you. Um, so my background, oh, God, how far back do I go, Nicole? Because I've been... <laughs> were you, were you, uh, I, don't, I don't need to know when you were born.
0: <laughs> I, I, you have, you. like I said, you're such a busy woman. You have a lot of entrepreneurial interests, lots of business. Yeah. Strings to your bow. How did it start? What do you yeah. think was the moment that you were like, right, I'm going to do this myself?
1: Yeah, probably forever, if I'm really honest. So I've definitely been, um, I have always been about solving problems. So... Even as a kid, like I just hated school. Like school was just not my thing at all. And I think looking back now, I'm 46. I opened my first business at 25. And it was always for me solving problems, solving for problems for things I couldn't get for my family or for my, and I don't mean financial things. I couldn't get, I couldn't find really good childcare for my own boys. So um I opened up in my own nursery school at 25 with my best friend. But It was also, for me, I didn't even know what the word entrepreneur meant. So for me, it was about using my skills. And I didn't even know I was really doing that. Now I look back, it obviously makes perfect sense. But it was like, how can I make money doing things I love and things that I need in my life? So it was definitely, I've been entrepreneurial all my life. I think, you know, I was definitely one of those kids that would nick the potatoes, sell them on the front lawn, make the lemonade. I did all of that stuff and I always felt like I wanted, I was, I knew I always felt like I wanted to be a shopkeeper from, from tiny. Mm-hmm. But I think it was that feeling of selling something, getting the money in my palm of my hand. It wasn't, now I look back, I think it was. It, it was about, the dream wasn't really to be a shopkeeper, I don't think. I think it was just yeah. the whole feeling of, selling something and getting reward for it and those those feelings that it gives you so I've definitely always been entrepreneurial Um, like I say I opened up my I really really wanted to go to art college I've always been really creative and like I say really struggled at school but um my mum was like get a proper job get a proper job everyone's got a trade in our family so builders hairdresser my mum was very much always have a skill and you can use it wherever you go but I'm not. I, I obviously didn't really have any skills. <laughs> I think mean, that descri- that kind of description, and I never really fitted in. I was one of those. I'm a typical. Now I look back and think I'm a typical entrepreneur. I just never really fitted in. I didn't like school. I didn't like conforming. I found school really challenging. It wasn't easy for me at all. Um, so kind of was like, oh, okay, what am I good at? I can't think of anything. Okay, I'm really good with kids. I went um, wanted to go to art college. My mum said, get a proper job. So. Um, went to do nursery nursing and I got married really young still happily married to my lovely husband but had my children really young and got a job in a private school and just was like oh my god I want this for my children why uh, I want I want really good education and obviously because I was in early years it was really important to me to have why couldn't my kids have that and obviously I'd had a terrible time at school. So I just suddenly thought, God, these children are doing things they love and and it's very different. So um one of my friends just said we worked together in a private school and she just said, you know, why don't we just open our own? And we did. (laughs) And it was one of those really funny things, Nicole. We just moved house, moved the kids, (laughs) did it. Do you have a
0: real kind of fuck it attitude? I think, you know, yeah.
1: Totally, totally. I just um I've completely lived my life by if you don't try, you're never going to know like well we my life is so um you wouldn't just wouldn't recognize where I come from why where I'm from it's unrecognizable and and I think it definitely now I'm you know now I'm 20 years on in on that journey I definitely know it's come from if you don't try you don't know and it and actually it all feels like stepping stones now I look back and through the tears and the oh my god what have I done it definitely is it's all stepping stones and it always comes back to what you're good at and what you love always now I can see the full circle I didn't know that obviously sure. at the time yeah. Actually, totally and I think I just never I obviously didn't know that I was just survive. I was, I've always been in survival mode until I've got a lot older but it was about making money making money a way I could because I didn't have um you know I didn't have great qualifications so it was how can I make some money around what I like doing and what I'm good at. So I just had to really dig deep. And I opened my nursery school with my best friend, Sally. She still runs it. It's still amazing. She, um, I can't believe she still does it. Like amazing, hats off to her because that's like running a charity. It's really hard work. Education yeah. is really hard. Um, and then sadly, my mum got diagnosed with lung cancer when I was 32 and I'd started to kind of feel like I didn't want to do um, early years anymore. My kids were like 10. Yeah, I just wasn't really, it wasn't, it wasn't my passion, obviously. It just, it filled a gap. So I, um, my mom got diagnosed with lung cancer and it was, I mean, God bless her. Like it was that time when she was like, you know, do you want to go back to college? Like, I know you want to do something else. Do you want, she knew I wanted to retail space and she just, it just wasn't the right time. I, grief. I didn't do very well with grief at all. So. It was really hard, and I'm the eldest of, well, my, I'm the eldest of four, my dad's got four, I and mean, my mum's got four children. I'm the eldest of six, but so it was tough, really tough. and my youngest brother was 23, so it was it was a dark time. But um the funny bit is, about a, probably a year after she passed away, Paul went to the pub, and when he'd come home I'd, <laughs> I'd bought a ice cream out of eBay. <laughs> He's like, Oh, my God, like, why? What? What are the neighbours going to say? What are you going to do with this thing? And also, it was a time when vintage, I mean, vintage food trucks just were not a thing, let alone being a female driving a vintage truck, it was not a thing. You know, you had the burger van and the greasy chip van. you know, it was not um, the done thing. So it was a bit of a shock for him, I think that he came home and I, well, I say it was a shock. I don't know. I imagine that you're probably full of surprise. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: I don't know if it was really a shock.
0: Do you think um, with your mum passing away, with you being at the age you were, and, and I, my dad passed away when he was 27, when I was 27. Mm-hmm. Do you think it, I mean, do you think that it made you take more risks? Or, I mean, like I said, we talked about you, but you're very much, you, you go after what you want anyway. Mm-hmm. But do you think, how do you think that changed you? from a perspective point of view
1: yeah I mean I just felt I think at that age you know like you say 27 I, I felt I had children but I still felt really young I was 32 when my mum died and I think I still tried to I don't think I still tried to please my mum but I definitely was influenced by my by mum my obviously and I think her passing away just gave me the moment of yeah definitely a fucking moment and it was it was I just think I had nothing to lose I think I'd lost the like at that time it just felt like I'd lost everything that mattered I hadn't obviously I had my kids and my husband I felt like I'd lost everything I had nothing to lose I felt like well if it doesn't work out like so what because actually life felt so dark and and the van became like a bit like therapy so we started doing up the van and it just became joyous so it, it was everything it was the opposite of how I felt in real life and it became like we went and did parties and weddings and it got used for like the jewels campaign and it was so kitsch like have kids and all of that it because that was very new as well so it was like 2010 2009 so no one had seen it was like a splurge of joy like this joyous van that popped up and it was fun and I didn't feel very fun so it was almost like an alter ego I, I started telling my story on Twitter and it was funny and it was fun because the van was on fire and it was you know it was it was old it was really it was a really really old van and it just became something really whimsical I suppose yeah totally yeah Totally, like I think, opposite of how I really felt in real life, because you know I'd go out and be really. I'd, it was like an alter ego. I'd dress up, I'd go out, and have fun, and then I'd go home, and it was dark and it was heavy at home. And you know the kids, it was really, really hard. And I think it just became a bit of an escape. And I did that for three summers, and it was absolutely joyous. And I think it was that time when I actually felt like I earned really good money as well. Like it felt like money. I felt really empowered by earning really good money. And it was the yeah. first time I'd had that feeling because you know, childcare, as I say, is, is like running for charity. It's not about money. It's it's very, very tough. And, it felt very different and I was like actually I'm doing this this is me this is all my ideas this is my thing I can do it and we won um Country Homes magazine run a competition and it was the first time they would run it so the prize was awesome it was six thousand pounds worth of marketing PR that was 2010 and it was um six sessions with their business coach yeah and I was like oh my god I don't want business coaching I don't want counseling I've Had counseling I don't want it I don't want to talk about my childhood or any of that dark stuff but actually it was the making of me because it was, um, she just made, her name was Jessica Rogers, and she just made me see myself completely different for the first time, which I wish now, I just think I wish schools did that, I wish schools, You know, like people like me that are entrepreneurial have always been entrepreneurial. School should have, they. you know, you, you're at school if you don't fit the box and you're not mathematical, you're not, it's like you don't fit and what you're going to do, I don't know. And whereas she just made me for the very first time look at who I was rather than yeah. what and I was And your skills doing. and how you could totally. use them and everything. Totally. Like and I think um, coaching, I'm a total advocate for it because I just, I think, learning what you love and what who you really are inside is so much more important than your grade on your maths. You know, it's it's yeah. such a, um, a, yeah, really important way to look at things. And I, I agree
0: with you completely because when I was in school, it was very much, oh, you can be a nurse, you can be a doctor, uh, yeah. you can be, you know,
1: th- this is a box you need to get. Yeah. And if you're not on that list, you won't you, that's it, you're, you're done for.
0: Yeah, you know, and I try and teach the kids now and I was talking to mm-hmm. this with them, um, a previous podcast host called leslie thomas Mm -hmm. and we're like how can you because the schools still don't i don't i don't feel do enough in terms of to harness that entrepreneurial spirit because i do think every child has it but um you know some might not may not want to go into it but they should be Mm -hmm. aware of it if you want to do something yourself yeah absolutely go and do it Mm -hmm. and um there's a good but how old are your children now
1: oh gosh mine are 23 and 25 all right okay so
0: probably a bit older now but there's a for younger kids um it's a great book and it's um it's by the same author of rich dad poor dad oh Um, amazing and it's for kids and it's Escape the rat race and it's it's a comic but so anyone's listening has got younger kids amazing they want them to kind of Mm. be able to understand about assets and think a different way it's something that i would um Mm definitely recommend so so you've got the you had the coaching you had the pr what mm. made you and i would imagine then they, it went stratospheric the van,
1: yeah the van went amazing so we then got used for oh gosh it got used everywhere and anywhere so like i say it got used for i mean we had like we, we counted up we had over 100 magazine features it just became it was such a nice it was a nice story because obviously we were it was coming out of grief and, and it was this bubble of, bubble of joy and i only did that van for three summers but it felt like a catalyst of, it just really propelled me into self-belief and I think really believing in myself although I had my nursery score, and it very much felt like my own thing and, and the reflection of who I was rather than just running something I don't know it felt very different so the van felt like the it wasn't my first business, but it definitely felt like the beginning of something amazing, and it and it was really. I think because I put myself out there and started telling my story on social media, we had lots of magazine features and lots of newspaper articles. Um, so that was the kind of beginning for me. Really, it wasn't the beginning, but it felt very much the beginning. So we had the band, I only did it for three years. And then I actually sold it um, via Twitter, which was amazing. We had, we had couples bidding against each other. And um, I let the van, we basically interviewed people. And I let, I let the van go to an amazing couple in Brighton, which felt like it was going home, obviously. Yeah. It was really, really amazing. And um, they just lost their, the lady just lost her husband and the daughter just lost their dad. And it was, they were doing it together. And they very much took it on and did the same thing, dressed up and had fun. And it felt like it was passing on to someone else that needed it. It was really lovely. So I did the van, um, sold the van, started a blog called Breathe Happiness with a really good friend. And that was all about – that was monetized straight away, which was also really unusual because 2010, not many blogs were actually monetized. So it was all about adverts and, um, you know, creating content and selling space. And we did that really well. Um, And then I think that was kind of when I got into Instagram. Instagram was brand new and I think I'd kind of stumbled across Instagram and started looking after, started putting together shoots and stuff for a wedding dress designer and a dress designer. So very different. One was um, really high-end wedding and the other girl was um, illustrations drawn onto material. It was beautiful, but completely entered the spectrum. So one was like um, Marlebone and one was Dalston. And I think that served who I was as well. Like I love, I love everything really raw and honest and gritty, but I also like a bit of bougie. I'm just yeah. like I love a bit of Gucci, so I'm like, and I still do. Like I love everything, and I think it served who I, I was exploring and I think it was really nice. So I started helping on photo shoots and um, getting getting um, girls together that i met on Twitter to kind of do collaborative shoots, which was really new at that time. It was a new way of thinking. And I think it was because of my Twitter, um, use of Twitter really that had given me that platform I suppose yeah and, and friends and friendships and we kind of all collaborated together so it was amazing and I think that time 2010 was definitely a rising it was a rising of female entrepreneurs and I think also um that time when I think kitchen table businesses were definitely rising as well it had that vibe of like something's happening here things are changing and we're, we're, we're becoming something different so it was really cool and that was also the time when um it wasn't so I had that and then I started I basically had a thousand pounds and thought right okay I'll buy some stock if if no one buys it I'll just give it to people for birthday presents and everyone's gonna have the same vase basically but I, (laughs) (laughs) I bought loads of stock and it was a time when um sort of Scandinavian homeware wasn't really a thing it was that that was very very new and I just decided to go down that whole route of um you know shipping Scandinavian homeware and stuff which I loved still love and um yeah, that was amazing. So that just really took off. And we used Instagram for that. So I basically um, just used to, I mean, God, Instagram was so easy back then. It was post a photo, sell 10 things, post a photo, sell 10 things. So it was so easy. And there was- was oh, like a God. dream. <laughs> oh my God, it was so easy. And there was, you know, none of the big brands were using it. So there was no shops on there. None of yeah. them, no brands. It was just women. It felt like women taking pictures of their avocado on toast. So it was like, it was amazing. Yeah very very different platform nowadays but um so that's how Southwood Living was yeah yeah so it was called Southwood Stores originally and that was we launched that 2013 I think so I say we obviously it is me yeah (laughs) it's only me Paul helps me in the background listens to me moaning but um 2013 I launched the shop and that was a really interesting time it was a really interesting space, really interesting time, and, and I loved it. I, I, I loved it, and it was really easy. I must say, it was really easy selling online back then. It isn't like that now. And you obviously
0: you manage a lot with the, with the businesses that you run. Do you ever feel that it gets a
1: bit too much? No, never. I absolutely. It's really interesting. I I know that I know that people will find that really hard to, or maybe some people will find it hard to believe. I absolutely thrive on. Um, I absolutely love being in charge of my own destiny. My my businesses are my absolute babies. I No, I love it. I absolutely love it. I love being busy. I love, you know, and I, and I struggled with that a lot because you know the whole slow movement and I've struggled with guilt over feeling that I love being busy and and mm-hmm. and I think it's um really interesting because actually now I'm yeah no I really embrace it and I, I love it I, I really love being a businesswoman and I really love having lots of exciting challenges and they are challenges and it's always challenging and it's a roller coaster but I love it <laughs> I get a bit bored when it goes a bit quiet I'm like oh no now what now what I love yeah. it how did you manage then during
0: lockdown I suppose because that would have changed but
1: lockdown was yeah lockdown was interesting and I think lockdown definitely made me um I mean my businesses are online so it, it it made me work harder I I felt scared you know that the pandemic threatened my business a lot and it threatened um it was a really scary time there's no two ways about it and I pushed really really hard and I offered my community I haven't talked about my community yet but I offered my community more and more because I just wanted to help them I felt I felt we were very um you know there wasn't much support for people that were self-employed and especially women in our community that had only just started their businesses. It was a really scary, scary time and i um that's probably the only time I've actually had any real physical anxiety, I'd say with the the pandemic. but um yeah, all part of the self-employed roller coaster ride, I guess. We just didn't see that one coming, did we? No. And with um, what's now Southwood Living, where mm-hmm. would you
0: like to see that growth? That continues as we'll talk about the the group and the networking yeah, group yeah. In, in a minute. But yeah. where would you like to see? the retail yeah so things going yeah
1: the retail side is always changing i think to be to survive retail it has to and i, I mean that i think that's why i love it so much because it never stays the same and i, I need to challenge all the time and retail for me is, has really changed and i think lockdown taught me although i um, struggle with the language around the slow movement i learned to embrace nature more and i definitely learned to um ground myself a bit more so there are practices that I've always done that I definitely lent in and I, I really love um I, I like the idea of buying things at a much slower pace and I like the idea of consuming things a lot slower and investing in things that are going to last forever so that really is that definitely is um, one of my values and I think maybe my age maybe um you know, be more educated as I get older, I don't know. But so my retail space is very much, um, that has really slowed and it is much more about working with makers and buying things that um, you can keep forever. So it's definitely not fast consumerism. consumerism. Can't say it, Nicole. (laughs) (laughs) But it's, um, yeah, so the idea of Southwood Living retail space is very much that we want to work with um, people that, are Norfolk based so we've got ceramicists and um, artists and we want to you know be a um, help sell their products in a really soft gentle way that's a much slower pace Um, and I would like to have things on show in our in our stays when we get around to you know we're making an Airbnb but we also would love to have cabins on our land and I would love to have our um, products featured in those spaces and then people can buy them when they're staying here Sounds like a miniature Soho farmhouse. Oh, God, it's my favourite place in all the world. There's no <laughs> denying it. God, what a clever model that is. It's, um, I know, it's, it's such a beautiful, beautiful place. genius. So, yeah, I, I've been a member for years now and it is so inspiring and it is beautiful. And the concept is gorgeous, but ours very much be about celebrating Norfolk. And, um, and God, when we say miniature, we mean miniature here.
0: <laughs> and how did the uh, networking group come about?
1: Yeah, so I think 2000 and. I think back when I kind of had lots of publicity, maybe with the van and stuff, or was it the shop? Maybe the shop, but it kind of, I'd been invited to be guest speaker at lots of networking events. So, you know, all the traditional women's communities. And I i, I was, I remember being guest speaker for the Christmas party and turning up and just looking around the room thinking, oh my God, like none of you understand me. Yeah. And, you know, I stood next to the lady with, with the two speakers. I stood up and I stood next to this lovely lady that had a, suit on and shoulder pads and I just thought oh my god I don't feel comfortable here and I don't think anybody else is taking me seriously I don't know mm-hmm. I just didn't feel right and then I just um put a little shout out on Instagram and just said you know if anybody feels like me if anyone feels like the traditional networking you know swapping business cards sticky names and those horrible 60 second pictures which make me sweat and makes my I think it's the whole like just fearful like the whole promise of doing someone business in a really artificial way it doesn't work it's not real and I think I just put a shout out on Instagram and oh my god 40 women came and they'd driven like two hours to get to this little pub where I hosted this thing <laughs> some of the women are still in our hub and they'll tell you it was it was shocking because they just arrived and I went oh my god I didn't think anyone was coming I don't know what we're going to do with you we're not doing we're not doing ABC but I don't know what it's what this is and it was then really, I just, you know, it had to be online in some way because people had driven so far and there was that new wave of women, the new, you know, like I say, like very much that time, I think kitchen table businesses and, and women that had decided they could make money online and not be, um, you know, they could juggle all the things we you know some of us women have to juggle and it, it felt like a different time so i put a little shout out the women came to the pub and i yeah after that decided it had to go online so that's kind of how it started and it is my absolute proudest achievement i absolutely love the hub it is um full of women from every single industry every walk of life like people in there are amazing like we have amazing like it just never ever surprised i never um i never get used to it i never get used to the women that join because they're just incredible it blows my mind and and obviously as you know i've
0: just i've recently Mm. joined and i think when as you as you get to hear other people's stories Mm. and what they have overcome or how you know What their business is or how they you know just it's very it is very inspiring and then you know it to motivate you to be better do better and Mm -hmm. i I don't mean in any way a comparison way but it's very you know it is
1: i agree i agree i think it is really inspiring and i i you know i i get out of the hub as much as every other maven you know I, i definitely feel like god i i listen to someone's story and i I've just got cold thinking about it because it inspires me to do better and try hard to not give up. And also to believe, I think that's the thing, you know, you can hear someone share their story and you're like, my God, like she's not not using those excuses that, you know, sometimes they creep up onto my shoulder and I can hear them whispering, you know, you're not good enough or all those things where you're not educated enough is my gremlin and everyone and everyone's got their own gremlin and mine will whisper in my ear and it will always haunt me and I listened to I may even share her story I'm like Jesus she's she is not using any of that stuff She is Mm. just going on And, and I think being around other women that are change makers that are changing their own lives or their own destiny or and helping other people like you watch the people that do really really well in their business or um you know, uh, are the women that are helping others? I think that's the uh, the core of it. Can you hear that aeroplane? No, no. <laughs> I think the women that um, I, I
0: can think... now actually.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <I know. laughs> oh yeah. I, I think it. The women that are successful or I see as successful. Gosh, I'm so sorry, everybody. Do live at the countryside. I promise. <laughs> um, oh women are making change and they're helping people and I think that comes back to like if you're if you have a business and you really feel like you are helping others it is successful yeah you you believe in it and you're doing good and I think if everybody is doing a little bit of good then we're all we're all making a change it's just amazing so it's so inspiring
0: and on the subject of success what does that look like and mean to you
1: Success means happiness to me. I think it means feeling happy with my, um, with my world, my kids being happy, my kids having choices. I think I always wanted to give my boys choices. So I, don't, I, you know, I never had any expectations of what they would want to do or didn't want to do it in their careers, but I think I just wanted my children to have freedom and choices that I didn't have. And success, I guess, to me is feeling safe.
0: And it's so funny, isn't it? Some people think it's, success. I mean, some people are, oh, success is money, success is this and money will give you, can give you those things. Absolutely. But it's about the feelings that it can give you and the opportunities that it can give yeah. you as well. And like, I think as well, choice is such, is such a key thing that you can make the choices that make you happy and that bring you joy, you know, and success can look so different to everyone else and can be, you know, what success is for you or to me is, is, you know can be so different
1: I think it changes Nicole you know yeah. like I think back to when I was you know when I was 32 it'd be like okay I need to make a wage doing something I love and doing a school run you know that yeah. would be that was success right there and and then it was like okay success to me would be help women like that is god like you know I used to say if I can help five women and I die tomorrow I'm really bloody happy like truly and I think if if I you know, if my, if I, you know, when I die, my kids say, you know, my mom made a difference or she was trying to make a difference that that's a successful, to me, that's a successful life. Like if I'm, if I have done something that is, you know, left behind a legacy of some description, then that is a success. That's definitely success to me. Like leaving behind a story. You know, I think I watched females in my family, really strong females. Like my mom, you know, died at 52 and my nan, obviously, you know, I watched all the strong females around me support their family but I felt so I felt really upset that they hadn't fulfilled I felt like my mum hadn't fulfilled yeah. her potential and I and I yeah I mean that's why I started another reason I started at the harbour. I just felt so compelled to hold space for women so that they do feel safe enough to say you know what I'll give it a go and it, it, who cares if it doesn't I take work out? chance yeah totally totally you know, and I think we don't have that. We didn't have that. We don't have that school. We don't have that in our friendship circles. You know, we. You know, I love my friends, but we don't talk like that. It's a different. It's a different way. And I think to be around women that totally are ch- really truly cheerleading each other on without any of that competitive, without ego. Yeah, absolutely, and, and comfortable around it. As well, it's because totally. for some people it's not comfortable or totally.
0: they might not take you seriously or they don't want to hear about it, you know, totally. or it makes them feel inadequate or whatever totally. it might be. Yeah,
1: totally. And I think that's the trouble. I think that's the thing, you know, and as an old as an as an older version of myself, I now understand that the things I used to do were really triggering for people because I I am triggering. I mm. am, I still am triggering. And I think I totally get it. Sometimes people are not in the right space, the right time. They're just all and it's a reflection of them. It's not a reflection of me. But I really struggled with that, Nicole, as as a kid and as a younger woman, because I felt so compelled to find happy. I just wanted to find my happy, which stroke success. And I desperate for it, coming out of, you know, coming out of darkness mm-hmm. as a young, well, you know, my whole yeah my background it is it's dark and I think I just wanted to fill my life up with all the all the positive things and that is triggering for people
0: and what do you think like to 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 wrap up in terms of well, a couple of things in terms of what what's the next challenge for you and your business do you think I mean I know
1: you've got a lot
0: <laughs> but I'm sure you've probably got other things cooking
1: um I feel so content I mean I um i want to reach more women i want to be i want to reach more women but that's quite tricky because i want to reach more women but in in a really authentic way that we are so i don't want to ever lose our soul of our business so it's that's i do want to reach more women though. i want i want more women to hear our message but i um obviously we're, we're creating space so i want to share this space with people there are always things in my head nicole you know there are always i've got millions of things so they're always bubbling so it'll be like i don't know sharing a book about all the mavens or you know there's always little tiny things but the big things are definitely to keep growing our community to reach more women and and inspire more people to take a chance and to to grab autonomy of their own lives in their own way and i think that's really really a and I hope, you know, whether it's people joining or whether it's just the message or however we reach people, but I hope that that continues to grow and to thrive. Um, and then obviously our own space here, I want to share it. So it's always been about sharing. So that's definitely... But there's and always loads of things to come. Yeah.
0: And then there'll be there'll be another... I'm not saying it'll be an ice cream van, but there'll be another thing that'll catch your oh, eye. Yeah. Like, that's
1: a great opportunity. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That's, I think that's the thing, isn't it? Once you, once you actually... Um, switch on to opportunity once you start saying yes to things more things come forward and and the more you see things the more you see like I I I live a really, really um really I can't I'm not going to say busy not the right word. I live a really energetic life and I love meeting people, I love people's conversations, I love connection, I love all of that stuff. So in whichever way that takes shape because we have to adjust and adjust our sales as a business as business people we have to keep adjusting so however that takes shape going forward my business will always keep changing it will always yes. keep reforming reshaping you know it will always serve in a different way but it's the, the root of it is connection and authenticity and like just being real like you know I, I'm very much honest like you know honesty is, is at the bottom of everything that I do it's at the, the root and what have you learned about yourself Oh, my God, loads. Yeah. <laughs> loads. I feel like a different person. I, I feel like a different person, but I look back and think, God, that girl just had no idea what she was capable of. What, And also I've learned that actually to be a businesswoman, you don't have to, you do not have to look or sound or you don't have to be what you think it has to be. You don't have to be what you assume that business is or it can be your own version. And I think that's what I would like to, you know, hopefully share and, and, and maybe hopefully one person that feels that they've got to conform they don't have to I have absolutely not conformed like my business is totally and utterly it's soft it's feminine it's it's all about that energy and it's it's so different from what I thought I had to do to to succeed and I have succeeded you know I, I am successful and it's I'm really proud of it and I think um you know as women we struggle even to say that and the 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 to blow your own trumpet totally. and to pick yourself up oh yeah. my god totally yeah. and it's so sad and I think that's what the hog also does it holds space for women to say you know we had one woman the other day she turned over for her first million pounds and I'm like nice. amazing yeah. say it out loud my friend say it out loud because you know it's if you can't ever say it and I don't think men have that trouble do they men don't seem <laughs> to have that trouble whereas women we, we just this whole staying small thing And invisible and i don't want people to i I want the hub to be the safe space where women can not be invisible and be seen and be heard and i think that's um yeah that's where it comes from and and, you know i'm still learning how to do that (laughs) we you know we're all stuck in that um mindset sometimes but it's it's the space to do it so yeah hopefully that will inspire a few people to be a bit braver
0: Absolutely. And thank you so much, Haley, for joining me today. Awesome. And I'm going to put the links for all of your businesses in the show notes as well. And are if for anyone that is um either struggling right now or yeah, I suppose in terms of anyone who want is struggling right now in terms of with their business, what would your advice be as we finish off?
1: Yeah, I think um <laughs> I think it's about not giving up on yourself. I'm not saying not giving up on your business because actually I'm very much fail, fail fast. So if I had something that wasn't working, let I'm really good at letting go. Mm-hmm. so if something isn't working out it isn't working out for a reason so it isn't, you know sometimes you watch people and they stay at it stay at it it's like oh my god let it go let it go my friend it's it's um for me it's about being really honest and looking at it with honest eyes and, and if you can't do that yourself having someone to help you so definitely if you're really really struggling in business right now I think it's asking for help because that's also a really hard thing for women to do. So I think ask for help, reach out to some coaches or to some friends or communities or whichever way you can, but get some fresh eyes on stuff that you're working on. Um, I think that's the whole thing of really believing in yourself comes before your business almost, because then yeah. you know you are capable, if that makes sense.
0: No, absolutely, it definitely does. And like you say, I agree that knowing when to, knowing when to walk away, knowing when, oh. to, knowing when to stay and knowing when to walk away.
1: Yeah. The same in any relationship. Business is just a relationship. So your your business is just like your baby, your relationship. It's about knowing when it's going good, knowing when enough is enough. And I, I really admire people. Like I watched you know as a lady in the hub this week said, you know, she's stopping her business and she's starting a new thing. And that's what entrepreneurship is. It isn't about having one business and saying I'm here for the rest of my life. It's about yeah. it's about riding the storm. It's about riding the roller coaster, enjoying the ride. Like you've got to yeah. be willing to enjoy the ride. And it is hard. And it is bumpy, but it's how you're going to feel when you come out the other side, whether or not that business model survives or you actually decide to adjust your sales and start something else or a different element to it or a different you're adding or taking away. It's just about riding it.
0: Absolutely. And on that note, we will finish up. And thank you so much for being a guest. Like I said, I'll put all the show notes, the links for your various businesses. Um underneath. And if you are a female entrepreneur, a female business owner or creative, any females that check out the hub and the community that Haley has there. Um, it is a lovely group of, of women uh, with online meetups.
1: And I so suppose do you want to do a pitch for the hub? Yeah, always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the hub is uh incredible. So we have four online events every single week. We have members from all over the country and a few um, women abroad and we have it's accessible so we have four online events every single week we have real life meetups and we have a facebook group as well and it is a five a week so to me it's like it's been the same price for the last eight years and it is like buying your business coffee and a cake and it's to everybody every woman
0: thank you so much hayley and on that we are finish and if you've enjoyed start sales succeed then i'd love for you to leave a review and subscribe and i will be back again next thursday with a new episode